God bless each and every one of you for taking the opportunity that God has granted to us to assemble to worship Him. And what a blessing it is to take an opportunity that God provides to worship. And you're here tonight. And we praise you for being here. And we praise our God for this blessed gift. Thank you for those online. We praise God for your attendance as well. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, mighty God, creator and sustainer of all life, hallowed be your great and awesome name. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you. The earth remains, we remain, for just another hour, a moment in this life. Help us to live and be the people that you would have us to be. Strengthen us through your Son. Help us to do the things that we desire to do that bring glory and honor to your name. Please bless us as we remember Jesus, as we think about his greatness, as we contemplate salvation. Bless our minds. Free our spirits. Keep us, Lord God, Focused only on you. In Jesus' holy name we pray and thank thee. To be that will. Amen. We're turning to Luke chapter 6. We're going to close out the thought of a merry heart. I hope we don't close that out though. (laughs) We want to have a merry heart. But in order to have a, a merry heart, it takes a very active faith. There's a lot of stuff we have to do. You have to, you have to sometimes, I know, we have to will ourselves into having that merry heart. Because there's a time when we're sad, when we're struggling. But a merry heart is really important. So Luke 6 tells us, you know, there's one thing we can do to help in this idea of having a merry heart. And the first one is, give something away with no strings attached. Look at Luke 6 in verse 35. But love your enemies... And do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your heavenly Father is merciful. Just give something away. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. Another thing, forgive somebody. I'd say forgive everybody. The Bible tells us that. But forgive somebody the way God tells you to. And be kind, verse 32. Tender-hearted, forgiving each other. Just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Do it like that. The way Christ forgave you unmerited favor. We didn't deserve it, and yet He forgave us. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving each other the way God did it for us. The third thing, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 in verse 22. Spend a few moments with an aged person. 
it's going to be hard for Jerry. But, you know, <laughs> but spend a few moments with, 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 an, with an, an aged person. It'll do your heart good. Verse 22. The Bible uh, says there, Listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. Spend that priceless time with someone that's older. A mother, a father, a friend in Christ. What a gift. And then go in the opposite direction. Matthew 21 in verse 16. Look intently into the face of a baby and just marvel at God's greatness. You know, I mean, wow. Right? You look at a baby, it is, it, it is so hard to look into the face of a baby and not find true joy. God's a great gift to man. In verse 16 of Matthew 21, And say to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes thou hast prepared praise for thyself? It's not only what they say, but it's even what they do. Right? Spend some time there. I think there are, um, there are, are numerous uh, clips. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes, please. Chapter 3 on, I don't know if it's, you know, YouTube or wherever online. But you can go online and then they'll just have like babies laughing. Right? And just Google it and just, I think it's YouTube, I guess. And you just hit play. Guarantee you everything you thought about that you were angry about, you'll forget it really quickly. Just precious, right? Absolutely precious. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 4. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. Time to mourn and a time to dance. Laugh often. Spend time laughing. Right? Put a smile on your heart, on your face. See, it takes an act of faith. To have a merry heart. There's something that I have to do. There's something that I have to individually do to, to create that moment, that mood of happiness in my heart. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse uh, 16. There it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How many times could I give thanks to God in a day and say, that's enough? Right. A thousand times over, right? Because there's so much to give thanks for. And as I start thinking about the thanksgiving to God and the rejoicing of the heart, when you just say, oh, and thank you for this and, and thank you for that, just to realize how blessed we truly are as God's people. And then pray, it says, without ceasing, this idea of constant and continual conversation with God so that we, we don't find ourselves losing our way. And then Ecclesiastes chapter 9, work ethics. 
work hard. Work hard and enjoy every bit of it. Remembering that God has given you the strength to get this job done. The intellect, whatever is needed for this particular job. It's amazing how we feel when we put in a good, hard day's work. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 9. Enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given to you under the sun. For this is your reward in life and your toil in which you have labored under the sun. Work hard. I know there's physical labor. We'll get there in a moment. But work hard in your relationship. I mean, give it your all, right? I always say to folks, you know, you only get married once, right? Well, then put 100% and then 110% more into your relationship. Strengthen it, build it, encourage it, bless it. Do all that you can to make your spouse feel like the only one ever for all time. And then verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, verily do it with all of your might, for there is no activity or planning or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. So work hard at our relationships. And then Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. The Bible says, The conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep His commandments. Because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. And so keep a good, clear conscience, right? Keep a good relationship with God. Work hard at it. And there's something else that has to be done. Philippians chapter 3. I have found that there are many, many people who struggle with having the ability to forgive themselves. Right? I mean, we we got to forgive others. There's no question about that. Be sure to forgive others, but be willing when you made it right with God and others to forgive yourself. Never hold yourself accountable for an action or a deed that God has forgiven you of. Learn how to forgive yourself and move forward in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3 and verse 13. The Bible, Paul says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, and press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And sometimes we'll go through this idea, you know, well, I should have done this, and I really could have done this better, and I, I get it, that maybe those things are true, but, but we didn't, so let it go. Right? And move forward in Christ. What did Jesus say? Luke, Luke chapter uh, 9 and verse uh, 62. What did Jesus say about that? You know, Jesus talks about being a servant, being a disciple, and in Luke 9 and verse 62, he has some really, really clear words to say about moving forward in Christ Jesus. He says, No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Think about that. Think about that. Everything's crooked. Your lines aren't going to be straight when you're putting your hand to the plow and you're looking back. You can't do that. And so walking with Jesus 
in this straight and narrow road, you got to keep your mind focused, straight in front of you, and we have to learn to stop looking behind us. Learn how to forgive and learn how to forget. That's important. Philippians 4. Some of those things are very good teaching tools where we uh, we don't forget, but forget them in the sense of releasing yourself from them when you've made it right with God. And then the idea of rejoicing, celebration, rejoicing in Christ, right? It's something I have to do. Rejoice in the Lord. Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice and let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Always talk to God. Just keep talking to God. Keep praying to God. And then the peace of God, the verse says in verse 7, which surpasses all comprehension. So guard your hearts and your minds. There's something that I have to do. I have my part to play. So, Matthew chapter 5, please. So I can have a joyful heart if I choose to have a merry heart. Or I could have the direct opposite if I choose to have the opposite. What am I doing about my active faith to ensure that I have this good medicine from God for a joyful heart is good medicine for the soul? We read that. A few weeks ago. Matthew 5 beginning at verse 3. Think about this. The happiness that Jesus speaks of. So the word blessed. Hesed. Blessed. Happy are the poor in spirit. For there is the kingdom of heaven. Happy. Blessed. Are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Happy. Blessed. Are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Happy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Happy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Happy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they they shall see God happy blessed are the peacemakers right back to the very beginning they should be called sons of God and then happy blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness because of God For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Kind of starts out with the happiness, the kingdom of heaven, and he ends it with the greatness and the kingdom of heaven. And then he adds a little more to it in verse 11. Happy are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. Not because you did it, but falsely. (laughs) On account of me, rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. 
For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Happy. How happy are you? Here's life. Here it is. It's not going to get any better. Here it is. Can you find happiness where you are today? We cannot, nor will we ever, find heaven on earth. It doesn't exist. Right? So we ought to stop looking for it and find happiness right now and right here. Turn, if you will, to Psalm Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Stay, stay blessed. Stay blessed by, by God. Stay or remain in a blessed state. Verse 1 says, How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. You hear the act of faith. In order for your transgression to be forgiven, you got to make it right with God. And so if you need to repent, repent. Every day we should, I, I believe, maybe it's just me, but every day we'll find something to repent about, <laughs> repent over, right? Maybe, maybe every couple, I mean, what if there's something that, that I can do better in some way. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And First John told us something. First John said, God is faithful to forgive you. So when you repent, when you confess your faults, God is faithful. He will forgive every single time. But I have to have an act of faith. I have to ask him to forgive me. God. Verse 2. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. So remain in this life living for today. Remain in this life being happy in today. And as Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have its own set of problems. Tomorrow will care for itself. And God is already there anyway. So don't worry about tomorrow. Just find joy and happiness in today. The right now. Thank you God for the right now. Earlier I said, well it's not going to get better. What I mean is, heaven isn't going to be in this world. And so find happiness and joy and excitement and rejoice. And what a gift. In verse 3, when I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. Think about that. Hold those bad feelings in, especially as a Christian we know we know that we're not supposed to sin. And when you sin and you just hold it in and you don't make it right with God, you're not going to feel too good. Right? The conscience is going to bother you. 
Right? It's going to bother you. When I do something wrong to someone and I don't, I don't ask for forgiveness, I don't go try to make it right, you know, and then I see you, I'm going to feel horrible inside. No, stay right in your mind, in your attitude, in relationship to each other, but first of all to God. The psalmist said, when I, when I kept it in, that's unnatural to keep those bad feelings in. When I kept it in, verse 3 again, when I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groanings all day long. Today we just call that stress. <laughs> but we're talking about sin, right? Make it right with God over and over and over and over again. And he will never get tired of hearing us pray and ask for his help. Verse 4 says, For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to thee and my iniquity, and I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and thou didst forgive the guilt of my sin. Preacher, how do I remove the guilt in my life? Get your life right with God and allow God to remove that guilt. God is amazing. He didn't want us to feel or to walk around with a guilty conscience, to walk around with, with, with a heart that's continually pierced, with, with a mind that's plagued with sin. He wants us to live a full and abundant life. And you cannot do that without being right with God. So having... A merry heart takes an active faith, an active faith. And I encourage you tonight to continue to remain active in your faith and stay right with God. If you are not a child of God tonight, we encourage you to surrender to Christ, that he might remove your sins and make you one with him. Through the waters of baptism, if you will submit yourself to Jesus, he will wash your sins away. If you are struggling in your faith, if there's anything that can be done to help you, we know it can only be done in Christ. And maybe today is a great opportunity for you. If we can help in any way, please come while together we stand and sing our song of invitation.